0: This is exciting. We're finally, we're finally here.
1: Yes, making it happen. This awesome. has been
0: a a process. It's been a a journey today, trying absolutely. To, trying to get all this set it up.
1: But a lot of work. But you got it. You got it done, Jesse. Yeah, a man of perseverance. I tell you what, <laughs> awesome. We've had
0: this is like the second <laughs> podcast in a row where I have run into an insurmountable amount of technical difficulties Just but
1: hurdle after hurdle but
0: yeah but we got it done yes
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no i'm i'm grateful that you're able to join us
1: thank you so much i appreciate the opportunity it's a, it's a cool yeah it's a cool opportunity and ability to have a great conversation so i really appreciate being on thank you
0: yeah um when i heard a little bit about, about your story uh the one sunday in sermon discussion mm-hmm. Um, and then as we talked about it a little bit more, I think in like one of the coffee times. Yes. I was yes. like, I definitely had to have you on, on the podcast. Oh, and yeah. um, a lot of the things that you shared in your story, I think that there are a lot of people that would benefit from just hearing um, that. So
1: well, praise the Lord if that's yeah, we want to use all the all the stuff that we've gone through for his glory. So that would be awesome. Um, should I, should I get into my story a little bit and okay, let's get into it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I, my name's Emerald. I was raised in South Carolina. Um, my parents divorced when I was three years old Hmm. and my dad was a Bob Jones graduate. So, you know, super conservative kind of Christian, uh, background for my dad, um, when they split, I'm the youngest of three biological siblings. Um, when they split, I lived with my mom for the rest of my um, m- life until 16. So for most of my childhood, I lived with her. And um, it was, there were a couple of, of reasons that I think um, things started to turn in kind of a dark direction. Mm. Um Originally, the the divorce happened due to adultery. Um, But, you know, obviously, we didn't see any of that as as children or anything. My grandmother lived with us, my mom's mom. And when she passed away, I was 12 years old. So that would have been um, early 2000s that we would have seen a a major shift. And one thing that I noticed that happened at the same time was early 2000s, that's when people start getting computers in their home. That's Mm. when... um, you know, we, we started being able to text friends, you know, that that technology boom um, that started to happen in the, you know, 99, 2000, 2001. Um, and so I, I began to notice that my mom would often go to online forums. And, you know, my family was always a big Lord of the Rings, f- you know, family. Um, so it would be Lord of the Rings forums. And, mm. That was where, you know, me and my siblings, my older brother and older sister, like we could get on and we could just be whoever we wanted on those forums. You know, it was that first kind of taste of escapism that mm-hmm. I really think um, permeated into my family. Um, and, you know, if if you wanted to, it was like a a, a video game kind of, you know, yeah. in, in that ability to just be whoever, be what... Um, whatever creature you wanted to be, have whatever name you wanted to be. Um, And that's where I saw kind of the, the shift happen. You know, when my grandmother passed away, I sort of, I feel like my mom sort of felt like a freedom to just do whatever she wanted to do at that point. Um, She had been taking us to a Presbyterian church, but it was, yeah, it didn't mean anything. It was just a place to go on Sundays sort of thing. And then that, that changed and my father moved away um, due to work and, so I didn't really have his influence on kind of that daily level as much. Um, and then shortly after she became, you know, engaged in these online forums, um, we started to, you know, see witchcraft influences, you know, she was very into, mm. um, you know, Renaissance fairs and things like that, which inherently are, are not wrong at all. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a fun way to, you know, be artistic and things like that. But um, Again, I feel like it was another form of escapism. You know, you could be an elf. You could be, you know, um, whatever you wanted to be in that kind of Ren Faire world. So we were we were really big into that as a family. You know, we had the whole garb. We had the weapons. We had the, all of it. Um, and then she started to become interested in witchcraft. And my sister was actually in the Marines at that same time. And independently in the Marines, she also became interested in witchcraft. Mm. Um so, when she returned back to the States, the three of us, my, my mother and my sister and I, were were kind of in this thing together. You know, we, we would, um, you know, collect various stones and they would have meaning and energy. We would pick the gods or goddesses that we wanted to pray to. Um, and it was... It was a really interesting shift because I feel like we each participated in it quite independently. Like, yes, my my mom spearheaded that interest, but then for me, as a you know, thirteen, fourteen year old, which I would say fourteen is when it really it was. I was really deeply in in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so at f- thirteen or fourteen, I wanted to be seen. I wanted. It was a tension, but it was, I think in some ways, a cry for help of feeling some neglect. There was a lot of emotional neglect in the home and things like that. Um, so absolutely, you know, I'd show up to school with, you know, pentagrams drawn all over my arms and, you know, the the very typical black, you know, t-shirts, you know, combat boots. Maybe that's not typical, but that's what I was rocking in, in <laughs> high school. Um, and... Uh, we would go to covens. Um, so um, my the first coven that we went to, which is you know a group of witches, um, it was like church. Like you would go to this person's house, and they had a pretty large circle in their backyard, which was like a wooded area. Okay. Um, and the circle was a pretty large space it was um it was a literal circle with with wooden posts around the edges to call the five points Mm -hmm. um and it was probably about 30 feet in diameter just to kind of get a picture of like how big we're talking here and everybody i mean the old men and old women would sit in chairs around the circle the there would be a fire of course in the center and the kids would dance and it was it was not a bunch of 17 year olds like murdering a pig. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was like people fellowshipping and communing and, you know, talking about their jobs and talking about um, it, it was a community. And then, you know, there would always be the actual ritual, which, you know, would involve energy or it would involve singing and it would involve, you know, recognizing and worshiping various mm. gods and things like that. So it was, it was a pretty significant involvement. Um, You know, we would do Um, certain spells in our home. And I mean, it was just, we were pretty well entrenched in it. Um, it was always a little funny because part of that escapism that I saw as a theme, um, you know, when you show up to those, almost everyone is dressed like you would dress at a Ren fair. Mm. Like they're, you know, everyone's got their cloaks and their daggers and, and, um, typically they would have a different name as well, you know, kind of their, their pagan, you know, witch name. But because my name was Emerald, it was, it was already weird enough. So, mm-hmm. so, so you <laughs> you I was always just Emerald. Em- Emerald. <laughs> just like ridiculous. Um, but as a kid, as, you know, as a teenager, I, I loved it. Um, and my sister returned from the, the Marines. And her and my mom never got along very well. So she wanted to go to a different coven. So we found one called the Emerald Sanctuary. So naturally that has my name in it. There must mm-hmm. be some, you know, deep meaning here. It was a much smaller situation, uh, maybe five people total in that group, and that was where um, they, the the priestess in that coven took everything I knew about Jesus up from the roots. Hmm. Um, I mean, they had a reason and an answer for everything as to why Jesus was a fake, and because as a child, I, I, I knew the gospel um, as a young child. But, yeah, any questions that I had, any, any concerns or any doubts, they leaned into it. They had historical references. They had all hmm. of these facts um, to explain why, yeah, Jesus wasn't real. And I remember feeling pretty devastated because... Um, well I think it's because our hearts know the truth um, mm-hmm. whether we're ready to admit it or not um, because that was the one thing that never sat well with me my entire involvement in witchcraft was worshiping more than one God there mm-hmm. was something about that that was always a little bit challenging for me to to really lean into um, and in that particular coven it was very much like a video game they would you were a part of a certain guild the healers Guild the Warriors Guild and um, and, you know, you would literally level up. It was, it's almost laughable when I see it from the outside. But when, when you're in it, you know, these are goals and these are, you know, things you can study in different, you know, spells and herbs and stones and crystals and energy. And um, it feels powerful. It feels mm. something attainable. Yeah. Um, and I was, they deemed me gifted so I was being trained to be the next high priestess of that coven. Um, meanwhile, all the, all the while in the home, I mean, you know, my mom was addicted to jewelry. So we had no money for bills. We had no food in the house. I remember there being roaches everywhere. I mean, you know, we would listen to Gregorian chant all the time in the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was such a bizarre home culture. And really essentially pretty negligent and Mm -hmm. and then on in these in these meetings and in these rituals you know were these fantastic colorful people um but but no one knows what your home is is like and what the situation is like so yeah it was it was really ideal escapism um and during that time my mom met a, a person online from canada became uh, romantically interested in him. They, he came to visit, he handed me a harmonica when I was 14. Um, and then she, while she was with him and they were engaged, she became involved with a woman online from Denmark. Hmm. And, um, and that's the first time I saw like, Oh, maybe adultery is something that you're, you know, a little bit familiar with. Um, and she eventually broke up with a Canadian, um, And then was pretty, that's, that's where things like took like a pretty significant turn because we never knew our mom was a lesbian and she had always dated men. And so then, you know, she is a witch and now she's dating a woman from Denmark. And then it became, as she started to kind of um, lean into these identities she realized she was a reincarnated Egyptian man, um and that her partner was this woman um so yes, so currently she lives in Denmark with her her wife um and her name is is illegally changed like on her all her documentation as Alaric moon dragon, like she has leaned into it, and she is now uh transgender, so she's going through the transition to be a man okay um. So, when they got married in the States, um, just through the ceremony, because it wasn't legal in South Carolina at that time. Um, Again, I was about 14 years old. You know, it was, of course, Halloween, Mm -hmm. because when else would a witch get married? Um, At midnight. So, um, and then after that, they went on a two-month-long cruise. And I was home alone at, you know, 15 years old. And that was when I think the Lord had enough. Uh-huh. He was ready to just pull me out of there and put, put me in a new situation in spite of the fact that I was very heavily involved in, in the witch community. Um, so the, my father became aware of the situation, which he did not know. He lived in, in Pennsylvania and I lived in South Carolina and the courts took me and had me move in with my dad at, 16 years old (laughs) um (laughs) so you know my dad this this um you know bob jones graduate super conservative um you know and he remarried this incredible cuban woman so i have the most amazing cuban step family Mm -hmm. um but at the time she was not incredible she was clean she had a big attitude she Mm -hmm. had a lot of opinions and she did not approve of the way i dressed acted um smelled <laughs> didn't make beds, anything. I mean, I wasn't taught any of the basics, yeah. yeah. So it was super rough as a sixteen-year-old. um It was definitely a splash of, of cold water, but she, yeah, she was amazing. She taught me so so much, and I remember um, moving up to Pennsylvania and essentially crying out to God for one of the first times and asking Him, um, you know, please, I just want a friend, and feeling you know, I've never audibly heard the voice of God, but feeling like I heard him whisper, here I am. Mm. And, um, so it took some time. I ended up going to a Christian college after I graduated high school. Um, and I feel like the truth that I always knew as a, as a young child, the truth of the gospel, um, it was always there. I always knew that was right, Mm. but, I that door of witchcraft that I had opened into the spiritual world and the things that I had seen and the, um, yeah, the inexplicable things. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with that as a believer. Like, a lot of Christians don't talk about that. A lot of Christians don't recognize that as a reality. And throughout college, I mean, I would see spirits. I had, mm. I had spirits. I had people pray demons out from oppressing me. It was, it was a pretty heavy time to feel like this I opened this door Uh. and I can't shut it and, and living in a lot of shame and living in a lot of, um, confusion about, well, if I was gifted in that area, God could never use that. Like that was clearly not from God. Um, and I dedicated my life to Christ when I was 23 years old. Um, when my daughter was six months old, it, um, it was, it was like the light turned on for me. Community hmm. makes sense to me now. Christ makes sense to me now. Um, I can let go of um, the, that shame and that guilt. and And God is the powerful one. Because that was what was always so confusing about the witchcraft thing. Is Satan wants you to feel powerful. Hmm. And the truth is, if you want power hang out with god like he is Mm. the powerful one he's he's got it all you know um and and you know the type of witchcraft i was involved in was so pretty oh we're just dancing in the forest and we love crystals that it, it wasn't it would have been easier to see it was bad i guess you could say well yeah it's absolutely sinful and and not what the lord wants us involved in but it was you know we weren't sacrificing animals and you know having sex all the time you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it it was it was a sneakier version in Mm. my opinion yeah um little did i know things turned very ugly when i moved um and i'm so grateful that the lord um redeemed me and and helped protect me from that but yes it's so as as an adult who loves jesus and has that it's been a really interesting journey um leaning into what that power of Christ looks like Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, trying to not give too much attention to some of those, those darker things or, or that Mm -hmm. shame that, that scene would like to bring up. So yeah, it's been quite a journey. Yeah.
0: (sighs) No, thank you for sharing that. That was, uh,
1: absolutely. It's really
0: powerful. I guess one of the questions that I would have, um, for you, as you said that, um, that, you know, you were kind of, immersed in this dark power right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were you know you were experiencing it you were yielding it I don't yes. know if that's the well the correct... that's what it felt like yeah yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the correct word like how would you say that like you know um from from going from I guess literally like dark to light like right. that you've experienced like the power of Christ in your life
1: it th- what a great question um it feels totally totally different you know when you're trying to wield this power that Satan's like allowing you to borrow for a minute mm-hmm. so that you can feel something cool it it it's like this this high or this you know stress of okay can I can I carry this all can I hold this all and when I feel like when you're living in the power of Christ, it is so free and it is mm. so light That's so good. and it is so not you mm-hmm. that you're just happy to be a part of it mm-hmm. and it's 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 so just hands off no burden and it's like it's not a high it's better than a high mm-hmm. it's like it's got depth to it yeah um When you can pray for a friend of yours um, to receive housing and you can pray specifically for the type of housing that you're hoping that the Lord would bless them. Mm. And then they get it a week later with all of the specific details and all. It's like, God, you're so amazing.
0: Yeah. That's awesome.
1: It's, it's not, you know, these, these, these pithy little shallow spells of help, you know, help me find 50 bucks today. It's not, it's, it's like you're moving with this incredible being who created mm. the universe and he wants to be in relationship with you. It's totally different for Satan. It's like you're in debt to him mm. and, and, and like a gross way, like, yeah, I'm going to give you this for a minute, but then I'm going to use you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it's, it's a totally different feeling in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, one of the things that I've al- always found interesting in scripture is like when we see, Moses, like Moses, mm. he does a miracle, like he'll 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 take his staff and turn it into a serpent, right, right, right. and then you know well, then pharaohs his magicians, magicians yeah. are able to do the same thing, yeah. um you know, like that's kind of like like what I'm seeing, or like in the New Testament, mm. where um the woman is is following um was it uh i'm I'm gonna butcher it, but it might have been Paul, might have been Peter, I believe it was Peter um and uh she's following him and she predicted the future yes and she's like these are like sons of the like men of god and like following them and like all this and then he turns around and casts the demon out of her yes uh like you know like these are like realities is like that Mm -hmm. we see in the bible Mm -hmm. that there is like this like spiritual darkness Mm -hmm. um and it's not this like powerless force like it it is very it is very powerful and i think like even in our society or like even like a western world sometimes it's something that's hard to grasp our mind around because Mm -hmm. we don't live in a very spiritual society right whereas like other cultures they're very spiritual they're very in tune Mm -hmm. um with these things some cultures they have like a local witch doctor or or, um, or, yes exactly um, yeah and stuff like that but i do see um things trending here in our country where people are more and maybe it's been around for a while, may- or maybe it's something I'm just becoming more aware of, where people are more intrigued by like mm-hmm. crystals, and mm-hmm. um, people are more intrigued by. Um, they're always talking about vibes mm-hmm. and and yeah. and oh, oh, good spirit. My witchy and, vibe today. Yeah, yes, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. even like joking about that, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, or like a lot of like um, people who just like are bold about worshiping Satan. Yes, sure. Um, I'm mm-hmm. seeing that more and more um but i think as christians sometimes we don't understand like the the severity of that mm. um and like we get intrigued by by different things whether it's a ouija board right. or yes you know i saw something uh very stupid but it was like the holy spirit board but uh, it's a right, it's right. the holy spirit version of the of, of the ouija board mm. um mm. and it's kind of like we don't live with this like spiritual reality that there are like forces of darkness Absolutely. out there in the world yes. that are meant to harm harm us and we yes. should be out here playing games with them
1: that jesse you have so many good points there i i, I want to touch on that point of it being powerful mm-hmm. and like that's that is so underestimated in our culture i can't agree with you enough and the, and the fact is satan and his demons are historians mm. and they study and so let's say, you know, you have a group of teen, teens doing a Ouija board and they, they call their uncle or whatever from, from the grave or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, the truth is, sometimes that thing does move. Uh-huh. And and sometimes it is the right answer. Sometimes it is that uncle's name. And it's, it's because he studies. Uh-huh. He knows. And he knows if he moves this, you're going to be more convinced that this spiritual world is interesting and cool Mm. and let's get deeper into this and oh wow i was really good at the ouija board that night i must be like i must have something powerful i must have something you know and tarot cards i i see are another one that are just Mm. so intriguing of you know i mean everyone's looking for love everyone's looking for wealth everyone's looking for health and it's it's another outlet that's that's um and sometimes they're right sometimes the tarot cards are right and and that's where satan is i mean he, he's the prince of lies like that's because he knows the sneaky way you're not good at lying if you can't make people believe you oh. right it doesn't it doesn't matter you're not going to be the prince of lies if you're so bad at lying mhm but he's so good at lying, and it's because you, he has to be convincing. He has to sprinkle it in with truth, just like he did with Jesus in the desert. Mm-hmm. He sprinkles it in with a little bit of truth, a little mm-hmm. bit of scripture. He does the same thing to us. He he looks beautiful or appealing or makes you feel great because you are insecure. Um, but it is all of that is has potential to... I, I don't want to use slippery slope because I feel like such an overused term, but it has potential for a foothold Mm -hmm. and the bible talks so much about you know don't give satan a foothold Mm -hmm. um and it just takes one time one time of of you going into a a hotel and you see a spirit walking down the hallway and you know you you think it's your aunt or Mm -hmm. or whatever um it's it's all satan's demons They're Mm. just playing dress up. They're just trying Mm. to, you know, um, they, they remember the song she used to sing to you. They remember she always wore lavender. Like they're, they know what to do Mm -hmm. to make it this powerful moment for you. And so while we, I think we have to recognize the genuine danger. One thing I I just, I I think we can't emphasize enough is that we have to lean into the truth and power of Christ. Mm. So while, because some people just sit there, oh no, there's demons. And then they just sit there scared mm-hmm. as believers mm-hmm. and, and they they're, they can't get out of their house. They can't, they don't mm-hmm. know. It's, and that's not what the Lord wants for us either. We can't go one way or the other. It's either demons aren't real or they are and now I'm scared to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's angels are real. Demons are real. Um, this is around us every day. Um, Satan laughs at us when we're crying and in pain and the angels weep for us. Um, and they, they are sent to help us and they are sent to encourage us. And God is a real power and a real person and relationship. He cares deeply. And if we can abide with him uh-huh. and live in what that means, there's absolutely nothing to fear. Cause I sometimes think that's where the Western church is, is that if they, their are worried if, if, If we acknowledge this spiritual warfare in a real way that it's going to fill us with fear, Mm. there is nothing to be afraid of Mm -hmm. in terms of if you've got Christ. Mm -hmm. If you are living with Christ and walking with him, um, he will protect you from the lion that prowls at your door. Mm. But we've got to recognize that there's a lion prowling at the door. Yeah. So it's a both and. It's not. If we are teaching our children. Witches aren't real, or um, oh, tarot cards are just there's just this silly game that we like to play when it's girls' night, and we uh, uh-huh. like it's it is dangerous and it is untrue, uh-huh. um, and and really it's it's a waste of time. Why there are so many other choices and options, and and I even think it's such a perversion of things that God meant for good. I do believe energy is real. I believe, mm-hmm. you know, I am I even sometimes believe that crystals can carry certain properties. But if we worship it, we're missing the whole boat. We're missing mm-hmm. Christ in that. But you are right. It's becoming very, very trendy. Um, and I don't... I believe Satan designed that. Um, you know, there are tarot card keychains. And yeah, witchy vibes. It's all over Facebook. It's just you don't know what you're inviting when you Mm -hmm. joke about being a witch, um, because somebody is your master Mm -hmm. and, um, it's not God if you're a witch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit on something that, um, reminded me of like a spoken word I heard. It was Mm -hmm. called almost saved, Mm -hmm. but it was talking, um, the poet, his name's Ezekiel. He has a line in there and he says, he only tells lies when it's almost the truth.
1: Oh, wow. And,
0: um, Hmm. He's talking about the enemy obviously. But um like the what makes a lie so believable Mm -hmm. is that it's so close to the truth. Yes. Yes. It's so close to the truth. Like when the enemy speaks, he speaks in like half truths. And sometimes ninety five percent, ninety eight percent truths. But it's that little portion um of faultiness that will 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 make you crumble um that will will bring the whole house down if yes. you lean on it um and uh anything to really get you to to question god right um in a sense like we see that in the garden where he yes, comes to absolutely. to Eve and you know it's, he just poses a question
1: did he really say did he really mm-hmm. say um did he
0: uh, did he really say tear cards right wrong yeah that's not in the bible about tarot cards did he really say like Mm. summoning the dead but Mm. like we see these things like in the bible like even like paul uh, not not paul saul Mm -hmm. sorry um saul king saul when he he summons he summons back samuel yes and it's like he's he's punished for it that's right that's right um but like you know it's like man like this stuff is all throughout scripture Mm -hmm. of of engaging with like the 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 spiritual realm and i think it would be very naive of us um as modern day christians Mm -hmm. to just think that well oh the spiritual realm has just ceased and desist right um whereas like paul like a lot of his writing he's talking about this the spiritual realm like ephesians is 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 full of that and when he's talking about the armor of god absolutely it's like hey like yo Yes. It, like we're we our war is not against flesh and blood nope. therefore put on the full armor yes god. the powers and principalities yeah, that's right yeah and the the forces of darkness that's it you know yes um and mm-hmm. what and a great example i don't think <laughs> that like you said that this has to be something that we have to live in fear Mm-mm. but in the midst of it we have to trust and know that god is with us that's it you know and that he does have power and authority and authority yes, over all amen. the rulers and yes. authority dark and light That's you know it. that that I think that when the bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue mm-hmm. will confess that that is not just for humanity that yes. is for the spiritual realm as well so every demon you mm-hmm. know um every evil force every evil principality will have to bow one day at the name of That's Jesus it. and if you have already surrendered your life to Jesus then you have been washed, you're protected yes, um, yes. by the blood. And that's something that you can have confidence in your everyday life that, mm-hmm. that Jesus is with you. Um, and when you encounter those things, I think you mentioned um, something that you said when you came to Christ, you realize the importance of community. Yes. Oh, my and word, yes. And like I think that if you are going through a season where you are struggling, whether whether you believe it is something spiritual or not, mm-hmm. like whether it is a... You're literally going through a spiritual warfare that is causing depression or mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. or whether it's just um uh your your mental health and you're right. going through a rough season. Yes. Um lean on your community. Mm-hmm. Lean on your spiritual yes. community, lean on your church community. Yes, go to counseling, take the medicine.
1: Absolutely. Get the support get you the need. Get the support yes. you need. Yes. One hundred
0: percent. But do not neglect the yeah. um spiritual community i think that there is power in um just the laying of hands yes as as paul says that like if you're sick call the elders have them come come come, to your home come to your home and and lay hands Mm -hmm. on you um and it's one of the things it's like one of the things that concerns me a lot is that we see these communities that um you know that are so engaged in um the the powers of darkness mm-hmm. and they believe it so wholeheartedly yes. yes and they're so tapped they're into zealous. it and they're yes. so sold out for it yep. but as christians who are filled <laughs> with mm-hmm. the holy spirit wow we don't we don't have tap that same. we don't tap into it wow every day we don't have that zeal yes. to know and to be filled and to see um the power of the wow. spirit in our everyday lives
1: what an observation to comment on that, that is really powerful because it, it is like we've been sedated mm-hmm. or we're living in this lukewarm and mm-hmm. we think we're on fire yeah. because we, we have checked off boxes. Um, but y- you are right. You know you have, you have these communities that because they're outliers, they are so strongly bonded. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. They are completely sold out in what they believe in and how they choose to worship and what they choose to worship. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to, to not see that in, in people who have this relationship with the living God. And it's, it's almost like if you can't accept that all of it's real, it's going to be hard to live like it's real. Mm -hmm. And so if, 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 Western Christianity is in a place where it's hard to accept that spiritual warfare is happening every day around you. Then it's going to be hard to tap into that spirituality when you're faced with a tough day and mm-hmm. someone someone's making you angry or someone is, um, you know, hurting you or 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 you feel insecure. It's you've already t- not tapped into it for some of the truth, so it's hard to engage in it when you when you feel like you need it. And we do, we need to exercise all of it. The, the armor, the spiritual armor mentioned in Ephesians is such a great example of how God is trying to encourage us through Paul to, to face the day prepared. There's a certain preparedness that I feel like we lack in, in Western Christianity. We feel like we don't need to prepare. We're up. We got Jesus. We love Jesus. We're ready for the day. And even Christ didn't do that christ took time to prepare his heart christ took time away in solitude to to restore himself rejuvenate himself and then come back and face the battle and and i think that preparedness is so important for us to try to do each day if we can um but even that that idea of community satan loves to use isolation i feel like that's Mm. such a tool of his yeah um and it's convincing and with our with the technology we have today it's very easy to not see it as isolation Mm -hmm. it's very easy to feel connected um and it's an amazing tool to be able to access and and learn from people from different backgrounds uh, via social media but to have people who can lay hands and physically be with you um i don't want us to forget the importance of that i think that's such a great point
0: Mm, that's so good one of the things that uh, i think of as like when you see like scripture often likens us to sheep mm, yes right right and you see like sheep have no natural um defense right you know yeah, totally um, the only defense that they have is the shepherd and the mm-hmm. herd yes so that a sheep is the most vulnerable when it's off yes wondering by itself and mm. those are the ones that often get attacked and taken away yes that like when there's danger around that sheep will huddle together yes, they band together yeah mm-hmm. to, to protect one another yes whereas or you know they'll be protected by the shepherd and that's sure. the same thing for us if we're like in sheep it's like i need <laughs> jesus to fight my battles mm-hmm. but i also need to be huddled around yes other believers and the enemy knows that you're never more vulnerable than when you are alone yes and you're never more easier to overcome than when you're isolated yes and um Mm -hmm. i think that we need each other more than we think we do wow and um the Mm -hmm. lie the enemy um that he would love us to believe is that you're strong enough
1: yes and i
0: think that's contrary to what the gospel tells us yes the gospel tells us that i'm not strong Christ's power is made perfect yeah, through our weakness yeah Christ's power yes. is made perfect through our weakness i i i, I mm-hmm. can't do this alone matter mm-hmm. of fact i can't do this alone so much that the bible tells me so many times you were not alone you're not alone yes. that jesus you know that he's called emmanuel yes you know, yes god, god with, with us. us yes um mm-hmm. like i i need that whereas paul encourages not to forsake um the fellowship or gatherings, yes, yes, meeting. do whatever it takes yeah. to
1: bear together with mm-hmm. one another and and be patient with each mm-hmm. other. Whatever it takes to keep the unity. That's you're right, Paul. Really talks about that a lot about why why that community is so important. And i i think I think you're right. I love how you said that that we need each other more than we think we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's easy to feel either our pride um, or or yeah just our belief that we we are enough and it's it's weak of us in a way that's not glorifying God. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that we're considering God frankly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not worried about our weakness glorifying God. Or we're weak, worried about our weakness, you know, not glorifying us. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it is a humbling thing. You know, Paul also says right before that to be humble and gentle in everything be completely humble and gentle. And and that one is a hard one for me because I feel needy. You know, mm-hmm. when I really tap into God yeah. in that way, I feel like and I don't for one day am my temper short with my family or I um am more anxious or that just I'm off. And I think really I can't go one day. Like that's that's am I not spiritually strong enough to be able to go a day. And that's you know, I I misunderstand strength. I misunderstand Christ's love. Like that is strength to rely completely instead of mm-hmm. pretending on on my you know rickety scaffold that i can do mm-hmm. this thing this is not meant for us to do
0: mm-hmm. not alone yeah and i just think of that um that john 15 like abide in to me mm-hmm. and i'll abide to you like mm-hmm. i'm paraphrasing but and apart from me you can do nothing that's right like i don't i don't think that that translation was, was lost right. <laughs> from from greek to english right, like apart right, right. from me you could do nothing like mm. i think no, like that's that that's literal yep, like yep. you know like nothing Absolutely. like there's n- you apart from me you can do nothing that's right um and when we think of like just like the reality of the gospel that mm-hmm. before christ we were dead dead in sin. and like here he comes in love and grace and mercy yes and he gives us life mm-hmm. like it is like so like yes. if he gives me life, I have to be dependent on the one who's yes. giving me life. Like he is my life.
1: Right, without him I'm I'm yeah, dead again. Yeah. yeah without yeah.
0: him, I'm dead again. I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. Um and um like I think that that is one of the things that like we're we're truly missing out on um as Christians and I'm guilty of it as well. No, me too. Um, yep, I absolutely. think that what the enemy would love more than anything is one of the thing I heard it said before is that once you're saved, the enemy doesn't care that you're saved. Oh no. I he's don't believe worried. That at all. He he just cares you don't that you don't get anyone else saved. Oh. So
1: I mean that would be very nice. <laughs> but I don't think that's the facts. <laughs> like
0: he's he's like that he's completely comfortable with Christians just being nominal Christians. Ooh. Like going and going to church, you know.
1: He Uh, hates us. He hates us thriving. I think nothing would make him happier than to see people who love Jesus spinning their own web of despair and loneliness Mm -hmm. and sadness. I think, I mean, yeah, he lost us in a way, but we're not thriving.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, but I mean, so I, I mean, I don't know who he focuses on more, but I think he cannot stand believers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think like what I'm saying there is that like, there's a certain level of, all right. It's cool if you're just coming to church, sitting a pew, and doing nothing, checking a box. I see. Like you're yes, just following yes. a religious.
1: Yes, you're not actually making any change in not, the kingdom.
0: Yeah, you're not making change in the kingdom. You're right. not actively taking part in the kingdom.
1: Yes. So like you're like a little doll on a shelf yeah. who's mm-hmm. now a Christian. Mm-hmm. You're not doing me any harm. Yep. Oh, you're wow. Perf-
0: you're perfectly yeah. fine. Um, and yes, I, I see think, that. but also like the reality is like for anyone i think anyone who's actually decided i want to serve christ Mm. i want to be a part in advancing the kingdom like there is life gets difficult yes yes like yes and it can be some pretty crazy stuff Mm -hmm. like physical ailments you know um Kids um, getting sick yeah, financial acting up, acts, fi- financial financial issues like anything have, to yep. just yep. take you away from like totally distract you from yeah, mission. S- serving the kingdom like mm-hmm. you're like it's just like everything is fine and then at this moment then all right, why is there like all this tension mm. in my marriage around right because right. i you know yeah it's just like all these things sometimes seem to rise up when you start wanting to move forward move forward Christ. in advancing mm-hmm. the kingdom you know even perfect example yes
1: today. today's te- technical <laughs> difficulties with the technical for sure. difficulties
0: it's like this never happens why right. is it only when i want to partake in doing something and in advancing the kingdom that all these technical difficulties arise? yes
1: it's a conversation yeah. about christ and life yeah. and yes
0: like if we were just like i i, I completely believe that if we were just to come here tonight and we were just having a conversation about business and we wanted to record, everything would have worked fine. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. No, you're right. (laughs) I I think you're exactly right. Like those, like, that's what I'm saying is like, Mm. I think there, I, I think that that is an encouragement, um, Mm. to those who are seeking to advance the kingdom when life gets hard, Mm. um, to continue to push through the trials Mm. as, um, James would say, consider it pure joy um, the trials that you face
1: <laughs> I need to hear that today okay, like yes um, yes because life That's gets good. difficult
0: when you decide to um, pursue kingdom purposes yes and um, I think that like, if I liken it to like being in the gym like I remember like mm. um, doing certain exercises in the gym and not feeling any tension not oh, I'm like, oh yes. this is easy this is like no burn and yeah, no nothing. burn yeah yeah and um my trainer would come up to me and he would correct my form he oh like, yo, no yo jess <laughs> fix it Tight tighten your arms you know puff your chest yes yes and then you do it and it feels different yes you know that what adverse example that adversity mm-hmm. is proof that you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. that you're lifting the weight correctly yes that and you're you, not going
1: to hurt yourself actually over time mm-hmm. that you're going to strengthen yourself over mm-hmm. time wow
0: that even though it hurts right now mm-hmm. it is actually making me stronger
1: whereas if you're doing the exercise the wrong way you're gonna have back problems <laughs> you know in, yeah. in 10 years because you've been doing it the wrong way mm-hmm. yeah but Wow, that's, that's such a, a really good analogy there. You know, and I feel like to your point of, okay, the correct form, we're not going to know it unless we study it mm-hmm. and unless we're around people who can uh, sharpen us. Like mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. Yep. And that's another huge benefit to community. We need people to keep us accountable. We need mm-hmm. people to enter our home so that we don't start a, a hoarding habit on accident. You know, mm-hmm. we, we need people to to be with us and live with us and 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 to be able to say hey listen I see you know your temper's a little short like is everything okay just mm-hmm. that outside perspective um and I think a lot of it is is knowing Christ's love if you understand Christ's love which is you know I st- I'm still working on that trying to understand mm-hmm. that fully because it's so amazing um and unbelievable you know so often but I think I don't know in, in the eighth book of, of the Chronicle of Narnia series, the, the book called The Last Battle, it starts with a, an ape who sees a lion skin floating mm. in the river. And Aslan hasn't been in Narnia for years and years and years. So nobody has seen a real lion in a long time. Mm. And he has a friend who's a, kind of a, a dumb donkey. And what he does is he pulls up the lion skin, dries it off and puts it over the donkey. And he ties it together on the donkey's limbs. And then he starts a campfire late at night. And he calls the people. And they see this lion come out of the tent. And it's kind of dim firelight. But because nobody has seen a lion in the last 50 years, Mm. they believe it's a lion. Oh, wow. But if you were a person who had actually seen a lion before ever, you would be able to look and immediately know that's not a lion. Mm -hmm. So he ends up fooling everyone that he has Aslan. And that Aslan's telling them, you know, to, to do things that Aslan would never. And it, it's such a strong image of anybody who knows the real thing won't get fooled by that. Mm-hmm. Won't get fooled by the lion skin tied to a donkey. Mm-hmm. But if you're not familiar and you just keep hearing this word love tossed around or you just keep hearing, you know, these these various ideas and, and well, but I'm involved in witchcraft and, and you know, I feel loved i feel you know if you don't study it or or put yourself around people who are with christ it's going to get very confusing Mm. and i think that's yeah it's just another reason we we need to know the word and we need to know the lord and we need to know each other
0: yeah that's so good i think of um have you ever heard of how people are trained to spot out counterfeit money
1: oh yeah explain it explain it yeah Yeah. yeah. so
0: like the way that people are trained to spot out counterfeit money is not by learning all the different types of counterfeits Mm -hmm. and you know spending time with counterfeit money okay they spend so much time just studying the real thing yes yes they just study what a real bill looks like Mm -hmm. all the like so much that they can just pick up a counterfeit and just know wow by the way it feels by the look by the colouring that it's a counterfeit. Yes. Because they spent so much time wow. with the real thing that they're not fooled. Um they just can know immediately. Yeah, they can know immediately that wow. That it's a counterfeit. And I think that should be the same thing with us. Um, that like there are gonna be counterfeit mm-hmm. um things in our lives that try to lure us away from Christ. Yes. And the only way to truly know, um, is this to spend so much time with, the, with, real, him. with yes. the real thing you know it's it's a, like scripture says my sheep know my voice
1: yes yes you know
0: my 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 sheep know my voice i seen this youtube video um and uh a few years ago and it was like this it was illustrating this passage in john mm-hmm. and the guy there was this guy and he was calling the sheep calling the sheep calling the sheep and they didn't respond okay and then the shepherd came and very no. just like in a normal voice, he just said, Come and all the sheep come Seriously? running. Running oh, down that's the so... running down the hill oh, my towards word. the shepherd, but it's just like, Hey, this is that's what it amazing. looks like. Um mm-hmm. that like when you know the shepherd and when you know the shepherd's voice, like and you're intimate with him, you won't yep. be fooled um by anything else. I think um that's been like one of my passions, like since I got saved is like I want to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know jesus i want to know who he
1: is like no confusion like no right no confusion absolutely so
0: like anything that i could Mm -hmm. get my hands on about the character and the heart of jesus i'd read i'd watch um and i would just like god like like show me jesus help me to know him yes like help me to know who he is help me to see him more clearly i was at a concert um back in october and um the artist kb was there and he said I see this is the mission of my life is to help people see Jesus more clearly. Oh, wow. And I thought that was like amazing. I was like, that's what I want to do. Yes. That's what I want to do. I want to help people see Jesus more clearly using your gifts Mm -hmm. and that
1: that he's given to you. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Like Jesus is so, Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people have experienced a counterfeit Jesus in Mm -hmm. our society. Yes. Um, where, and i might step on some toes here where where jesus is not republican that's right and jesus is not democratic That's right jesus is not liberal Mm -hmm. um jesus is not um uh for a certain denomination or jesus does not have a specific theological leaning jesus is jesus like he is other um Mm -hmm. he is um not only counterculture he is yes. kingdom culture, and he mm-hmm. um, has come to bring um, the kingdom of heaven here on earth that we can Amen. experience That's it right. in the here and now. Not wait until um, we're dead. Yeah, and to, to know Jesus is to know the fullness of love. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was uh, talking with a friend once, and I was like, I wonder what if we did use love as like an apologetic, right? Oh, wow. Where we have like a society who is seeking for love, mm-hmm. and oftentimes seeking for love in all the wrong places. Sure, It's like you want love. You want to know love. God what put if, that desire in you. Yeah, God put that desire mm-hmm. in you. What if I could show you what that was like in the person of Jesus? Wow. You know what I mean? Because yes, yes. even like I think looking for love in church is is still falling short. Right. It's, um, it's not quite right. Because church is made up of, of broken bunch people. A bunch of messed up people. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah. we come to church searching for love. I think yes. you should feel love. Um, and be loved in church and that people Mm -hmm. should do their best to love you but i think absolutely as christians what we should do is to help people know Jesus jesus and fall in love with him
1: wow that's it's an interesting kind of redirection there because you know and a lot of people would say it's a both and which it is but to show them jesus can look like so many different things but you know, a lot of people would say, I want to be like Jesus. And Mm -hmm. and yes, Lord willing, we can all be a little more Christ-like each day. Um, But that means, again, that you being like Jesus, me being like Jesus has to be such a priority that you're studying about Jesus so that that I know how to behave. Mm -hmm. And that is a way to show people Jesus. And I I like that redirection where it's not, oh, good, we finally got them to go to church. Or, oh, good, they actually prayed before a meal. Mm -hmm. But it's but are, are they seeing Jesus at all? Mm-hmm. And that's that's really powerful. Yeah, I think to make like, him the focus. I mean, how novel! <laughs> but like, <laughs> you're right. We're not doing it. Like, yeah. it's that's that has great. To,
0: like to me that has to be the win mm-hmm. to get people to yes. know to know Jesus. Yes. Um. And I think that takes time. I think that mm-hmm. takes um, transparency um, from our parts. It's like, yo, I'm still getting to know Jesus. Yes. Like, like I'm still getting to know Jesus. I have not. Um, arrived at a point where I know him fully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have not arrived a point it. where I I practice his ways and his heart right a hundred percent of the time um, completely right um, so that people aren't confused by that because like I think sometimes like in church or being a Christian leader like people can come across as I've arrived yes you know or I embody the heart of Christ um one hundred percent right and then in moments. Of your humanity, um, or moments where you lack Christ likeness, which um, always happen, which will happen. Yep, yep. it hurts people. Mm-hmm. But if we're honest, of like, yo, I'm I'm figuring this thing there's out. It. I'm getting my stuff together. I'm there's no to, pedestal. There's yeah, no lies. I'm trying to yes. get to know Jesus. I'm trying to be like him. I'm mm-hmm. trying to love him more each and every day as he pours his love into me so that mm-hmm. I can love people. Yes. Um. And like. I want to love you, but there's going to be times where I'm going to fail. I'm going to uh, fail. Yes. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. But
1: and we have to be willing to apologize when mm-hmm. those times come. Yes. Yeah. You know, that humility of I really blew it. I really dropped the ball and I'm really sorry, you know, and do I have your forgiveness for that? And, and it's, and I think there's a lack of that even mm-hmm. just that owning it uh, for better or for worse, you own your strengths. Like, man, the Lord has really taken me a long way when it comes to my patience own that because that's christ's redemption in your life Mm -hmm. but then we also have to own when we drop it and drop the ball i think
0: yeah i think the hard part for me is when i hear people say they went to a community um whether the occult Mm -hmm. whether um joining some like satanic um community Mm -hmm. or joining Mm -hmm. a gang um Mm -hmm. or joining something because um they felt loved or they felt accepted
1: they felt family yeah they you felt have, family have, or they
0: seen how those people mm-hmm. cared for mm-hmm. one another yes and then um then they show up jesus church. where jesus says this to his disciples says this new commandment i give to mm-hmm. you that you love one another yes and then he he doubles down on that by saying that you will be known because so, of that love. Yeah, yeah because of that love because of the way that you love mm-hmm. one another and i think as christians like we fail at that so often yes and we're not willing to repent when we fail at that yes and that's what hurts people and it kind of like in a way like we push people absolutely it confuses out, them out it, the doors you yes know? And, um we're so known for like what we're against and not yes. what and not what we're for um i think we can do a lot better in just talking about jesus in, in who he is and how he loved and, and the work that he's done than just talking about, oh, we're against this. We're against yes. that. We don't accept this group of people or, or, or practicing this lifestyle is wrong right. or living this way is against God. Mm-hmm. I think oh, <laughs> like yeah. a lot of people kind of already know that's where the, the church stands on a lot of sure. things. But do they know that? Do they know who Jesus is, though? Who Jesus is.
1: yes. And, and, th- and they they don't because we have emphasized the negative mm-hmm. side of things. And it's such a good point to say, okay, Christ doesn't have a political affiliation. Um, he's for God's kingdom alone. And how can we embody that in the church? And how can we... I think creating space for conversation like, like these, I think, is incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. I think um, in our culture, there's not enough space for active listening there's a lot of space for talking at mm-hmm. and i think it's a it's a great opportunity to allow time to just reflect and and respect people with different opinions and mm. um and to yeah and to maybe feel love and remember that you know we have so many small opportunities throughout the day to be kind to strangers and mm. to to see another human for being who they are and what they are um and I think I think you nailed it though. If we understand the love of Christ better, we will be able to love others better. And then that's that's all we can do. That's mm-hmm. that's so simple. I feel like so much in the Bible, in the Gospel, is simple, but it is so difficult. It's mm-hmm. not easy. Yeah,
0: it's so it's so simple yet so difficult mm-hmm. to apply, and it's challenging. But then it com- I think that goes back to what we talked about earlier. Like apart from Him, we can do nothing. That's it. And mm-hmm. um, we need that reliance on. holy spirit um and i think in relying on the holy spirit and abiding in him i think that softens our hearts and like like you talked about the power of of darkness um and then you also had mentioned that like i mean like the power um of christ is just overwhelming Mm -hmm. and so much greater and i feel like if i truly believe that if i truly believe that the power of christ is so much greater Mm -hmm. than any other force yes than any other thing then i have to believe that that christ can save you anybody yes no matter what they are currently struggling with Mm -hmm. no matter what kind of um darkness they're dabbling in yes no matter what kind of um sexual sin they're wrapped up in no matter their 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 sexual identity um or what community they belong in no matter what like I family history yeah their family like do i believe in the power of the gospel the way that i say i do do i believe in the power of the cross Do i believe Mm -hmm. in the power of the holy spirit Mm -hmm. um the way i say i do and i think that the way that we attack certain things and we attack certain groups of people says that we don't mm-hmm. and like <laughs> i don't know yeah. no I, I don't no wanna... no this is yeah. so good but yeah go ahead yeah i just believe that sometimes that the way that we hold on to certain things and the way that we come across we don't believe that god can change the heart yes you know that he's powerful enough to change the heart. So I have to give you mm-hmm. all my opinions and all my reasons of why this is wrong and why you shouldn't do this right. and why we're against this. Interesting. And, instead of just like, let me just overwhelm you with love, mm-hmm. show you who Jesus is in real time and allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in your heart while I serve you. Oof. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like as Pastor Joel preached recently, like mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus washed Judas Feet. That's it, and I never seen it that way. But he, I he agree. said something like, he believes that Jesus was giving him opportunity to change. Even then, even then, yeah. I was like, yeah, that, that mind, was I was amazing like, amazing, mind. Bl- I was like, yeah, I've never heard that in yes. a sermon, before. like, never, like. But yeah, it's like it wow, such like an amazing point in the hum. Like think of that. That's like probably like, it has to be like one of the the most humble acts you can do like to absolutely wash your feet yes. and if you think of the person that is washing feet like literally
1: the holiest of holy the
0: holiest of holies the high priest yes. the son of god comes humbles himself gets down on his knees and washes the def- the feet of someone he knows is going to betray him absolutely and gives him the opportunity to change yes crazy it
1: is to even wrap our minds around that Mm -hmm. and to see, okay, and Christ put that into practice. He, he tangibly did that. That wasn't something he talked about in a parable. Like this was, Mm -hmm. he did that. And, and it kind of takes the conversation full circle. When you talk about that power of the Holy spirit, do I believe that the Holy spirit can, can go into this person's very complicated home life, very Mm -hmm. complicated family situation, very complicated drug addiction situation and redeem it. And I think that, links back to our Western culture just doesn't believe in that spiritual power as much. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if we're struggling with even admitting that there are angels and demons, then how do we even really live that a Holy spirit Mm -hmm. is within us as a gift from the Lord? Um, it, it feels like such a disconnect to say, well, that Mm -hmm. spiritual stuff isn't real, but this one here, this is real and I can move in its power. Um, it's, I I feel like if if it's hard to see if you don't believe sort of thing like that faith that those things exist that faith that the spirit is physically existing in your being spiritually mm-hmm. and physically existing in you that yes he is powerful enough to make this huge change for these people for my life for for even the most impossible situations that that we encounter when we I mean people are um, it, it, I know it's been said on your podcast before that people are messy and that's Mm -hmm. exactly right. Um, And it's, but to believe that God can clean it all up Mm -hmm. um, little by little in ways we would have never guessed in ways we would have never foreseen using people we would have never used Mm -hmm. talking to people we would have never talked to. He moves mountains and he, he changes hearts. He does. and and right. Do we even believe that? Hmm. It's such a, such a great question to wrestle with.
0: Yeah. I think, um, I have to look this verse up because if I don't, I'm going to, I don't want to, I want to make sure that, um, I'm not taking this oh, one out of context just cause like, I believe this like, um, directly applies mm. to what we're talking about. So there's a story awesome. in the gospels and, um, this man has a son who's sick mm. Um. Okay, gotta I gotta find it. No, take I, your time. No, it's I, important. That's good. If I butcher this, I'm gonna. I like paraphrasing totally a lot because yeah. I like, but uh. I have to. So there's this um. Hopefully. So it's Mark Nine. Yeah, I love I love the story. Like the first time I heard it, I was like so encouraged by. Mm-hmm. It. All right. Yep. All right. So this is um Mark nine, um, and it says Jesus heals a boy with the unclean spirit. So mm-hmm. this is a boy who is dealing with demon possession. Like yes. he's he's being tormented by an unclean spirit. And it says when they came t- to the disciples, they saw the great crowd around him and the scribes arguing with them and immediately all of the crowd when they saw him were greatly amazed and they ran up to him and greeted him and when they asked what are you arguing about someone from the crowd answered the teacher i brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute Mm -hmm. and whenever it seizes him it throws him down he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid so i asked your disciples to cast it out Mm -hmm. and they were not able and he answers them oh faithless generation how long am i to be with you how Long am I to bear with you, bring him to me. Hmm. And when they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed. The boy fell out to the ground and rolled about them. And Jesus asking this, how long has this been happening? And the father from childhood, and it has been often cast him into the fire to destroy him. But Hmm. if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Hmm. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Hmm. Immediately, the father of the child cried out. He said, I believe, help my unbelief. Yes. yes. And I just think that should be our our cry. Yes. Like,
1: Both in, and. Yeah.
0: In like those moments where it's hard to believe that God can heal mm. and God can show up and God can save. Like I think of this directly in my life um, with my uh, mother being an addict. Mm. You know, and um, the th- what she's struggling with right now in real time, mm-hmm. right? There's times where it's like, I don't know Feels if you can see. Yeah. I don't know if you can redeem. Mm. It does feel hopeless. I don't believe most days. Yeah. God help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. That towards yes. those things, towards the people who are struggling um, in, 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 in witchcraft or struggling with mm-hmm. addictions or, yes. or going through hard times in their marriage and, you know you're struggling to believe that god can heal that god can restore um may this story encourage you may that be your prayer yes. um in what this season word. that i i believe but help my unbelief yes like the part of me that that doubts i think like we feel like we have to be full of faith at right. all times as, as christians and um believe a hundred percent like right you know when people say do you believe with all your heart that right, Jesus is right. Lord? It'll, you want to say yes, yes, but sometimes it's like, like a little bit
1: of hesitation there. Know. Yeah, right, you right. Know, yeah.
0: Um God can help the part of you that doesn't yet believe. Mm-hmm. He he gives strength to the part of you that doesn't yet believe. And like mm. God is not turned off and he's not turned away yes. by your unbelief. Matter of fact, he can meet you in the midst of that unbelief and that doubt in the uncertainty that God throughout scripture, whether their unbelief was, was present. Yes. He, he shows up yes. and, um, his, his grace and his power, um, was made known in those situations, and in those circumstances.
1: That is so powerful. That reminder that it's not about us achieving perfection before Christ will meet us. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wants to meet us in the mess. Uh-huh. He'll wade with you in that water. And if we're willing to give him anything, that faith decides of a mustard seed, he's going to, he'll use it. It doesn't, mm-hmm. that's so encouraging to remember. He doesn't need us to be, you know, 100% certain. Um, I, I think that's such a great prayer and a great mindset for us to have our, our cry, as you put it, you know, Lord, I believe, forgive my unbelief. Because we're still putting our focus and direction to him as the one who can fix this, mm-hmm. and we don't know how we we hope he can, and it seems totally totally o- over our heads and unfixable, but I believe you can mm-hmm. but i but I don't <laughs> so help yeah. me I think that's that's amazing
0: where it's like my I won't allow my doubt to be at the center Mm -hmm. to take center stage yes that my doubt could be present but jesus still has yes but jesus is still main stage and because doubt is present it doesn't take the spotlight off of jesus
1: it's not too big yeah yep jesus is still the most powerful thing in the room he's the most bigger than the fear bigger than the doubt bigger than the the insecurity i i love that yeah still recognizing him as king in charge of this situation and I, even that story just, it's so, um, it's so powerful. And to hear, you know, that the, the demon would try to throw the, the boy into flames to, to get rid of him, you know, it reminds, I mean, that's, that's real. The flames just look different these days, mm. you know, Yeah. They, you, you walk in and he throws you into a group of people who get you caught up in something you don't need to be caught up. Like mm-hmm. there are lots of flames that can destroy us. And, and that's that's the distraction that Satan wants us to fall under and, and God wants to dig into every single one of those lives and help redeem them. And I think, you know, in the situation you talk about with your mother, you're, yeah, that's so challenging when you're faced with, you know, family members and even my own mother. I mean, I think, yeah, her situation is so convoluted, so challenging that you know could God even break through that break through yeah. that that her version of escape and her version of comfort versus um you know addictions mm-hmm. and it's God loves these women and he cares for them and so And even sometimes that's where community again comes into play is sometimes these people are so close to us, it's hard for us to pray wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where we sometimes need brothers and sisters in Christ. They can give their whole heart because they're not too close to the situation. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think if we can be honest and open with believers who can know a little bit about our story and they can pray wholeheartedly um, for these people that are hard for us to pray for, I think that's again giving it to god like Mm. lord this is hard for me that's so good help use the community where i'm too weak and Mm. then and then as we strengthen you know that might change but
0: yeah and yeah that that's just what we've been hitting on this Mm -hmm. whole time is the importance of community Mm -hmm. and not going at it alone but i'm i'm really thankful for this talk oh my goodness I'm, thank you so much i'm this so, so thankful for a you great opportunity coming out and bearing with me no through, no no through all fine. the technical <laughs> difficulties
1: no problem i i appreciate the opportunity it's so awesome to talk about how christ can change our lives it's just yeah it's it's well worth well worth the time yeah thank you
0: thank you and thank you all for joining us as always remember it's not over and god is not done with you amen peace <laughs>